0: Thank you so much for joining me today on Nerd of Scripture. I'm Benton James, and whatever your reason for listening, I hope you learned something. If you like what you hear and would like to hear more, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. We've been talking about the Book of Mormon a lot lately, and I wanted to make a quick sidebar to talk about making an effective personal study. Whichever religion you belong to, chances are you study... You study scriptures, you study people, and so I thought I would talk about that today. I'll be covering a variety of aspects regarding an effective personal study for your benefit, and I would love to hear about how this experiment works for you. So I'd like to start with what to study. Whether you belong to The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or not, I invite you to experiment with what I'm about to suggest as far as what to study. During my mission, my second mission president taught me this, and I've found a humongous benefit in my personal study when I apply it. The difference is night and day, quite literally. Your personal study needs to have multiple sources. You can't get all of the nutrients you need from just one food. So I recommend this manner of study. You should include one part, The Book of Mormon, one part, Standard Works, and the third part, Gospel Library. I'll break each of these down. The Book of Mormon is very simple and plain to understand, but very profound. So why read it over and over and over again? Elder Bednar taught that repetition brings revelation. Many times, People who have read the Book of Mormon over and over and over again report that they have learned something new each time they read it. Elder Jeffrey R. Holland practices a method of study where he records a question regarding a certain topic in the gospel, and he highlights passages of scripture that pertain to that topic or that question. And he's done this many, many times. My first mission president taught me, when I asked him how I should teach better, to refer to the Book of Mormon every time, if not most of the time. So, again, this is why I prescribe this method. The second part, standard works, allow me to define what that means. That means the Bible, so the Old and New Testament, the Doctrine and Covenants, and or the Pearl of Great Price. The Old Testament and the New Testament each have their own significance, witnessing to Christ before and during his mortal ministry. The Doctrine and Covenants contains more recent revelation, primarily in response to the Prophet Joseph Smith's questions. The Pearl of Great Price contains books of scripture which were previously lost and have since uh, since then been revealed to us for our added benefit. The third part, gospel library. The gospel library is all-encompassing. So the gospel library, allow me to sort of clarify, it contains the standard works. And the standard works contain, or rather include, the Book of Mormon. I didn't mention that earlier, I apologize. The gospel library includes the standard works. It's a general term, it's an umbrella term. It includes not only books of scripture, but it also includes modern scripture from prophets and apostles, through general conference talks, ensign articles, devotionals, the manual for missionaries called Preach My Gospel, and more. Anything that is released by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is considered Gospel Library, especially if you go through the Gospel Library app or access the church's website. Now allow me to move on to the next point, when to study. So we covered what to study, so when should you study it? You should study it when you can have time to yourself. I know certain people who have suggested and encouraged early morning study, and this is a good method, and it works for most people because it is a time when most other people are not awake, it's quiet, so you're allowed to be with your thoughts and to focus on the words of God that are coming to you. Consistent and daily study is also important. And so I myself find more time to study at night. I wake up in the morning, I help my wife get ready, and so I find that at night is when I have time to study. Usually, as I'm doing something like washing dishes, or I just have time to myself to just be with my own thoughts. Also, To bring up another point, an impromptu study is never a bad idea. There's nothing wrong with that. Moving on to our next point, where to study. Going hand in hand with the when, some place where it can be a little more quiet to prevent the possibility, as much as possible, um, of being interrupted. The prophet Joseph Smith, for example, took time to prepare when to ask God which church he should join. Accounts read that he went into a grove of trees some odd distance away from his house, and it was completely serene and quiet. And so for him, that was perfect. The Holy Ghost speaks to us the most clearly when we are listening, and when we are still and open. And being in an environment which is quiet and a little secluded is optimal for receiving the revelation that we need now moving to the how of studying the church itself has come up with at least nine different methods and techniques aside from what prophets and apostles have already in addition to given for example if you're reading a particular passage there's a method called substitution if I pick a random excerpt I am able to use this as an example so there are three types of substitution. One includes my name, I'll, as, my, as an example. Um, I'll use my own name. Uh, from First Nephi chapter 3, verse 7, it reads, And it came to pass that I, Benton, said unto my father, I, Benton, will go and do the things which the Lord hath commanded. For I, Benton, know that the Lord giveth no commandments unto the children of men, save he shall prepare a way for them that they may accomplish the thing which he commandeth them or commandeth me so that's one method of substitution this method allows for more personal relevance sometimes it's easier to connect when you can insert your own name temporarily into the text in your mind's eye other forms of the other two forms of substitution include researching the definition of particular words that stand out to you whether it's the modern definition or the archaic Archaic um, around Joseph Smith's time, when it was translated, or archaic, to the time that this was written, in this case, about 600 to 592 BC. Other methods of study include approaching things by topic, or symbolism, finding the connections and creating another method, which is chaining, or scripture chains, jotting down the references, and looking at the similarities... For example, um, the Savior refers a lot to water, and there's a lot of symbolism with water, or blood, or light. Lots of things in the in the outside world are referred to in the scriptures. Another method uh, would be to pay attention to particular words that stand out to you. When the scriptures say, behold, it's a word that's meant to grab your attention. That's in, as if we were to jot down, um, a new scripture in modern day, if I was trying to get my reader's attention, I would say, look. And that's exactly what that's doing there. It's trying to grab your attention, making it very important and emphasizing a very important point. And so from there, after all this, we talk about and come to the why for your study, the the core, your motivation, your drive, your purpose. This makes the difference between a good gospel study, and studying the gospel. Good students remember what they learn, and disciples of Jesus Christ also apply what they learn. During my time as a missionary, I also learned and observed when I study for myself versus when I study in preparation for others, whether I am participating in a lesson or giving a talk in church or giving a lesson in church. It's all very different, and there's no reason why you can't get something for yourself out of it. The Savior took time to serve others a lot, and He focused on others a lot, and He also made sure that he, uh, His cup was filled. So, with that, it's important to remember that while we are children of our Heavenly Father, and Heavenly Father wants to bless us individually, and we can do that by reading Scripture and applying his words, he also expects us to do something with the things that we learned. Not just feel better about ourselves. He wants us to serve. He wants us to emulate him and his Savior and his Son, Jesus Christ. So take a moment before you study to pray and align your will with your Heavenly Father and remember the why. And I promise you, it will make a humongous impact on your study. That's all the time that we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Until next time, keep learning and keep sharing.